Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, October 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. It's a case that, if it were a person, would be old enough to drive by now. But the World Trade Organization has finally issued a ruling on the state aid dispute involving Airbus and Boeing. And the IMF warns that the pandemic will cause lasting damage to living standards. Plus, who would bet against home computing when so many people are still working from home? We'll fill you in. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. After years of waiting, more than a decade, the World Trade Organization finally announced a decision on a long-standing spat between the U.S. and the EU. And now, with the decision, the European Union can hit the United States with almost $4 billion worth of tariffs. Here with me now is Amy Williams. She covers trade in Washington. Amy, it's been uh, 16 years since this whole thing started. Can you remind me, where did this all stem from? So this is essentially an argument between the U.S. company Boeing and the European Airbus. Back in about 2004, Airbus overtook Boeing in terms of deliveries for the first time. So it became more successful than Boeing. Around this time, the U.S. launched a case against subsidies, arguing that Airbus was getting illegal funding to around the tune of $22 billion. So that kind of started off this fight. The EU, however, retaliated pretty much immediately. I mean, it was a few months later. And they argued that actually Boeing was also getting illegal subsidies from the U.S. government. That was the start of this. And then over a decade of arguing through the World Trade Organization, the two sides ended up where they are today. The WTO, the World Trade Organization, has essentially ruled that both companies were receiving unfair illegal subsidies and has ruled that the U.S. can put tariffs on European imports to about $7.5 billion dollars. And it's come out with the second part of that ruling saying that Europe can put tariffs on U.S. goods. But the number is much smaller for Europe. So Europe is only allowed to put tariffs on about four billion of U.S. goods. And that they can hit major things in, in U.S. products, aircraft, fitness machines, blueberries. So we're talking some some really important things to the U.S. So what happens next? Does the EU hit the U.S. with these $4 billion in tariffs and, and that's the end of it? That is one option, but obviously that would be silly, right? So you'd have the, the U.S. putting $7.5 billion worth of tariffs on European imports, and it's cheese, wine, olives, there's all sorts of stuff in there. And then Europe would put $4 billion of tariffs on American imports. And everyone just puts tariffs on everyone forever. It doesn't seem to make much sense. So one thing that has been suggested is that the two sides come together and they kind of cancel things out a bit. Europe says, we'll stop putting $4 billion of tariffs on you, America, if you take away $4 billion from your tariffs on us. However, I hate to inform you that it's unlikely to be that straightforward The U.S. is still pretty angry with Europe over this idea that they've been illegally subsidizing Airbus. So the U.S. Trade Representative's office thinks this is deeply unfair. It says it wants a long-term solution, that it actually wants to talk to Europe, come up with some agreement on rules around subsidizing airlines in future. Europe says it's happy to talk. The U.S. says it's happy to talk. 
the best outcome probably here is that both sides now sit down at the table and try and come up with some agreement that ends this dispute. But it's unclear if that's going to be an easy road. You know, Amy, while I have you on the line and we're talking about the WTO, how is the process going to find the next leader of the organization? I know that we're down to the final two. You know, what do we know about what's next? Uh, we are down to the final two, and very excitingly, they're both women. Uh, so we have Nigeria's Ngozi Okonjo Iweala and South Korea's Yu Myung Hee. So they are uh, going to go around courting people now, I suppose. All of the members will have to come together and announce who they'll back. And we're expecting to know the answer to that in early November. So there'll be a few weeks of campaigning, uh, and then we'll, we'll get this name for the woman who will be the new director general. Amy Williams covers trade for the FT. She's in Washington. Thanks, Amy. Thank you. The coronavirus pandemic will cause living standards across the world to suffer lasting damage. That's a warning from the International Monetary Fund from its twice-yearly economic outlook. The IMF's advising governments to borrow more in the short term to ease the impact on individuals and businesses. Chris Giles, our economics editor, has more. The IMF's growth forecasts for this year, 2020, are slightly better than they were in June and in April. So they've improved them, although the reality is the growth forecasts are terrible still. So there's a just over 4% contraction for the world economy the IMF is forecasting this year. It's just under one percentage point better than it was expecting back in June. The one country that's actually expected to grow this year is China, where the virus hit first. It's expected to grow by about 1.9%, just under 2%. But everywhere else, it's just a question of whether you have medium-sized negative figures, like in the US or Germany, or very large negative figures. So Chris, what is the IMF recommending here then? The IMS recommendations for government are really twofold. It should essentially borrow as much as it needs to tackle the virus, protect people's incomes as far as possible. Now, clearly, a lot of countries can't do that. And in those circumstances, the IMS is calling on greater debt relief and debt servicing relief, at least for the time being. And when the pandemic is over, then comes the sort of more difficult part of the IMS recommendations, because then it says countries should be trying to help their people reallocate business from sectors of the economy, which quite frankly, aren't going to be what they were. So that sort of reallocation of people and resources across economies takes a long time. It thinks we'll still be feeling the pain of coronavirus in 2025. And because of that, we'll have smaller economies, probably more need for public spending because we want more resilient public services still. And that's where it says, well, in those circumstances, when we get there, you probably want to have higher taxes, particularly on richer households of people who haven't been affected personally by the pandemic. Chris Giles is the economics editor for the FT. And home computing, grocery retail, gym equipment, the industries that have been thriving during the pandemic, some hedge funds are betting against. These short sellers think the boost to corporate earnings will fade away faster than many other investors anticipate. Some of the biggest risks by hedge funds recently? The IT sector. That's according to a recent Goldman Sachs note to clients seen by the FT. There's an idea that, at some point, companies' performances will go back down to where it was before the pandemic. And skeptics say that it's tough to get the true value of stocks during a time like this. 
It's an environment with ultra-low borrowing costs and huge government and central bank stimulus. Once those things wear off, it could be a totally different story. Before we go, Apple revealed the iPhone 12 yesterday. It's the first smartphone from the company that's capable of 5G speeds. It's priced at $829, $130 more than the iPhone 11, but investors weren't wowed. Apple's share price dropped more than 2.5% on Tuesday. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.